welcome to Bengali Girl. This is your podcast host Nikita and I'm so grateful that you're here. I think this has become a trend but before I begin this episode I would like to extend my gratitude to everyone who's listening, downloading, sharing and leaving reviews or rating this podcast because when I first started this I honestly thought that my only audience would be my husband and a couple of friends who I would have emotionally like blackmailed to listen to this but I'm so grateful for your support. We are currently sitting at 200 plus downloads for this podcast and according to Apple Podcasts we are ranked in the top 150 in the UK and top 100 in the UAE. And I can't even believe that I'm talking about rankings. Also, if you might realize and if you've listened to the previous episodes, uh, my audio is a bit different. That's because my best friend Yasin has gotten out of his way and gifted me a very professional mic. You might be able to see this mic um, on my Instagram page where I'm doing snippets of my, you know, podcast. So please follow that. I would you know, love you to support me through my Instagram page as well that I created specifically for this podcast. The Instagram handle is Bengali Girl by NTK. And just a side note, unfortunately, Spotify does not have podcasts for their Bangladeshi audience living in Bangladesh. So my best tip for the people back at home is to download apps such as CastBox or any other podcast application to listen to this. I know that quite a few people had messaged me about this. So that is why I thought it would be best to announce it here as well. Right now, let's begin this episode. Honestly, when I was thinking about the stuff that I wanted to share on this podcast episode, I was very skeptical because I wasn't sure how to navigate and avoid any further complications because I will be talking about quite a few or like specifically one of the raw experiences as a Bengali girl navigating this twisted world. But take it with a pinch of salt or a cup of tea because here we go. Now a bit of a background of how I would connect with people prior to 2016. I would connect, if, if I connected with you on a level, I would consider you part of like my friend group and I would genuinely think that you would have my best interest for me. Um, I suppose this naiveness comes from the fact that most of my friends were either people that I grew up with or like went to school with. Um, now at uni in Dubai, I would say I kept a general friendship with everyone and other than a few people I didn't really get deep into like friendships with anyone else because I was reaching that stage in my life where I realized that I could not keep up with so many people in my life um, and make it a qualitative friendship and you know I had to do sort of like an opportunity cost I guess. but. The story that I'm going to talk about is when I was when I had transferred university from the Dubai campus to the one in Australia. So, you know, coming to a land where I did not have a single family or friend. Um, more on that in our coming episodes. But, you know, I was kind of forced to make friendships from scratch. It was very challenging because the people that, you know, I'm meeting here, there was nothing that we shared in in sort of experiences or cultural experiences as well because growing up in Dubai even though you're Bangladeshi I feel like there are some very distinct cultural differences we kind of 
um, immigrants living anywhere we kind of adapt a little bit and adopt the culture of where we are living and their nuances and everything so i guess it was always a bit of a challenge to make friends here um you know when you're still trying to battle like homesickness at the same time but i managed to make some friends um most of them belonged to this one circle because they all were like bengali kids who kind of like knew each other or knew of each other because they went to the same school or like they lived in the same area etc i mean we all know how small bangladesh is right like everyone ends up knowing everyone somehow and please do not judge me for the name changes i honestly had a very very hard time coming up with names to replace the original ones um this experience that i'm going to share kind of broke me but taught me quite a lot about you know preserving my energy and my efforts this group of friends that i'm talking about these were bengali kids and we tried to be a tight knit society in a way where we did everything together like even between classes we would meet up and chill and now that i now when i think of that definitely wasn't the right or healthy choice to do that instead of you know making other new friends and actually experiencing uni life but i guess it was a comfortable choice at that time and i always felt a bit of an outcast among these people because as i said before you know they would have like shared experiences or stories that they could talk about but my experiences living in uae wasn't as um daring or as fun or spontaneous and they were so different but i guess it just wasn't entertaining enough for them um now somewhere in the first 5 months or so i could sense that there was sort of like an awkwardness in the air when we would all hang out there were these shared looks or way too obvious ignorance that kept happening whenever i walked in the room or like spoke about something um a side note is that the group of friends that i'm talking about were majority guys and it felt like there was some prejudice against girls and you know their conversations felt like heavily influenced by what they you know saw in movies or like television shows and you know basically they thought like girls that were shown in the movies were just like how they are in real life like they really can't be friends with each with each other and all that all we love to do is like gossip like as if there's no depth in us other than all of whatever i mentioned now my way of showing love or that i care about you as a friend is to do acts of service that is just how my love language is and so i would kind of help in keeping their house clean in a way which might sound bad right but most of them lived in the same house so like v po and gus like mind you the names are definitely changed but let's just call them v po and gus um and we all always hung out at their house so it kind of felt like you know if i'm helping them in any way it's me appreciating the fact that they opened up their house to us um now comes the sad part or now let me tell you of the day where i guess i was completely shattered this was prior to eid we had decided that we would be doing breakfast at ray's house lunch at v's house like v po and gus like 
lunch at their house and dinner at mine. So two or three days before Eid, we messages in the group chat that we all had saying that, you know, hey, I've been really busy and just don't feel like hosting a lunch. So after breakfast, let's just go back and then, you know, meet up for dinner at Nikita's. And I thought, great, you know, this gives me more time to prep for dinner and actually make it like an experience. I mean, people who know me know I can go extra when it comes to like hosting. So I was very happy that I had a lot of time in my hand. But, you know, we met up on Eid's day and even though I could sense this whole awkwardness in the air and how they all became like quiet when I was around I thought that I'm going to like you know avoid or pretend that all of this didn't exist because it was my first Eid away from home and I was so homesick so I just I was clinging on to anything that felt like a good vibe <laughs> so after breakfast they all went back home and you know I went to the supermarket to grab a few things that I needed like while at the market I did realize that two of my cooking utensils were at Vipo and Gus's house so what I did was I finished shopping and then I, I was driving uh, you know I was approaching the house um, with my car and I noticed that V, Paul, Gus and everyone else that was there in the breakfast were now in their own respective cars and they were going out for a drive. Um, they were kind of getting out of the driveway and they drove past me and I'm pretty sure they all saw my car. I mean, it's hard to miss on the road when it was only my car on that road. Um, and it was weird because like, you know we would do everything together or even if we didn't they would message asking who's free or something or you know i'm so sure that to coordinate this many people to go out on a drive together like it would have taken some effort which struck me as weird because i wasn't involved in this and i don't know why but i went home and i cried as one would and i was confused why i was being treated this way so a friend of mine spoke to them on my behalf because i was just so angry at the time and my the way i handle my anger is i become really quiet and i'm just processing my anger before i say anything because i know what it feels when you're angry and you say stuff that you don't really mean so i was like i'm not gonna talk to them and i made a friend speak to them on my behalf and I'm pretty sure there were other things that was said about me, but one of the only things that actually got conveyed to me is that I did not say thank you or sorry enough. Yep, <laughs> let that sink in. Now, I'm definitely not that person who believes that, you know, in friendship, you don't say sorry or thank you. Definitely not that person. But I guess I didn't say it according to how they wanted to hear it. This whole experience made me realize that I was too naive when it came to trusting and like including people in my life and it definitely made me realize that there are crazier people than me <laughs> but also that you know in a way God saved me from further turmoil because these people genuinely did not care about me even though like you know in the back of my mind I knew that I kind of turned a blind eye because I was alone and I thought I needed friends. This is, again, what I learned in recent years is that you don't need people to stop feeling lonely. You can be surrounded by thousands of these so-called friends or even people that you call friends, but yet still feel lonely. I think and I strongly believe 
that rather than the quantity, it is the quality that you should surround yourself with. Because I have friends like Turulia or my other best friend Yusred who are you know miles away but they can still make me feel loved and supported yet I would have friends here who say that they care but yet they would choose to turn a blind eye when it's convenient for them and this is not throwing shade at anyone because I understand how busy we get with our lives but it's just saying that you know do not surround yourself or have friends just to fill that loneliness in your life and as bengali girls or desi girls i find or you know we often find it difficult to like draw boundaries around us because in you know in the desi culture there is no such thing as boundaries this was such a difficult step for me to implement in my life and for the people around me to accept it because you know The reason I drew boundaries was because I didn't want what had like happened earlier, but I also didn't want to waste my energy for like every soul that I meet. I started to like enjoy my own company in a way because when I'm alone or like truly alone and in conversation with myself, I tend to have a much more constructive conversation than I do with most people that I meet on a daily basis. Now in these conversations with myself I tend to talk from like both sides where I'm like talking from different perspectives and it might sound crazy to you but it's actually very healthy to like check in on yourself and see how you're feeling or tracking with events happening in your life. Trust me if you haven't tried this try it once. But like coming back to boundaries, you know, <laughs> this is funny that I'm using this example but culturally or historically us desi people always had a difficult time drawing boundaries anyways because we followed a white man's illustration of what partition should look like so it's not only natural for us to not know what boundaries are and how to respect a person's boundaries if we were talking about that i would say that my boundaries are the reasons people would think i'm a bit of a snob because i don't like to indulge in social outings too often because i believe in the concept of a social battery and you know my other boundary would be that if i don't align with you or our growth or perspectives on how life should be led don't match i will tend to have like an amicable relationship but i would not you know actively seek out for your company because i strongly believe that everyone is on their own journey of you know self realization and i do not want to be preached or become a preacher myself we all have enough on our plate i guess to not feel pressured to live life in a way that everyone else is living and i feel like we all have become adults or are becoming adults that in our own way we shouldn't be following examples of or try to follow examples of a thousand people i would definitely have like a role model and then i would try to depict or inspire my life from there but to have so many role models you're definitely going to get lost nowadays you know you have your modern day friendships where you don't really have conversations daily but you know that this person if and when they approach you you will always have like a great conversation and i love that i i feel like i'm such a girl's girl because i love and value female friendships so much there is just something about how emotive we are 
in our conversations or how in-depth our conversations can go to that just connects with me in a different way and i just value my girl friendships so much because you know in the movies and in the television shows they tell you that oh girls can't be friends girls love to gossip i think it's human nature to gossip so that's out of the window it's not just girls who love to gossip but i strongly feel like you know because we have so many cultural experiences you can call that trauma if you want i mean we had so many limitations on our mobility or our freedom and then we have so many expectations when it comes to not only like family or domestic but also trying to be you know trying to break the glass ceiling that's put on daisy woman that's way lower than what's put on normal you know a white woman i would say and trying to break that and when you have like a strong girl group that you can go to like that is so inspiring and i am so lucky to have these set of girlfriends that i can always always fall back to when i need that kind of a support um yeah i just love friendships in a way and that's such a drastic turn in this podcast right so it started with this story of me feeling you know sad and heartbroken about these people but ending up with really being grateful of what i have in my life and as i said i think i did mention this but my therapist had recommended that so when you start a conversation maybe it can be with yourself or like with anyone and you start talking about too much negative it's time to like switch and then start talking a bit of a positive because you don't want to get into that whole mindset your brain is a muscle so you don't want to train it to always fall back into the negative thoughts but yeah let me know what friendship experiences changed you so that i can also learn something from you you know (laughs) but thank you so much for listening to this podcast i am again very grateful that you're here a little bit about episode 5 it's going to be bengali girls version about bhut fm 2.0 i mean what is a podcast hosted by a bangladeshi person and there is no episode on jean bhut and all of that so come on bring your zamzam water to the next episode if you feel scared and you you know prep your aital kursis and everything so i'll see you or you'll hear me then bye Thank you.